Welcome to The Talk at Revolution, where each week we explore what it looks like to find Jesus and live like Him in a practical way. At Revolution Community Church, we know that we are better together. Each week, we look to celebrate Jesus, connect with others, and contribute to the church, community, and beyond. If you'd like to connect with Revolution or take a next step, please visit us at revolutioncc.org or at our Logansport, Indiana campus located at 3930 East Market Street. And now, we hope you are encouraged and challenged by this talk. shines through the darkness. The light shines in the darkness. The light shines through the darkness. The light shines through the darkness. The light shines through the darkness. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. And the darkness has not overcome it. And the darkness has not overcome it. But the darkness has not overcome it. And the darkness has not overcome it. And the darkness does not overcome it. And the darkness has not overcome it. We are the light of the world. 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 I am the light of the world. Well, hey, happy Easter Revolution Church, all those tuning in to our Easter services in 2020. So glad you're able to join us for this amazing celebration. And we're filming this at France Park, which is this amazing, beautiful park right outside of Logansport, Indiana, in north central Indiana. And we're out here because uh, if you can see it right behind me, there's this cliff, this kind of rock formation back there. And about 20 feet down the cliff, there's a cave. And I used to come out here as a kid quite often, and I would climb down the cliff and climb into the cave. We're not going to do that today. We're not going to risk that. But uh, we, we've been talking at Revolution lately about how life is feeling a little bit like a cave, maybe mentally, emotionally, physically. It feels like you're living in a cave right now as we've been diving into this idea of hope in the dark, and that's the title we've given to today. And of course, this cave behind me, it's not like the caves we've been talking about as we've looked at some different Bible characters that found themselves in a cave. This is quite different, but uh, several years ago, actually, our life group was able to go to a legit cave, like a, a cave with all kinds of different caverns and pathways, passageways. Uh, it was Blue Springs Caverns in southern Indiana, and you can take this boat ride as a group and kind of go through the different passageways. Uh, and when you get to the end of where the boat can go, you, you go back way into the cave. And before the boat turns around and goes back, they actually stop the boat and turn all the lights off in the cave. And it's, it's the blackest black I've ever experienced in my life. Like there's no light at all left. You're so far back into the cave, no lights getting through, and your pupils cannot adjust to the blackness. Like you can wave your hand in front of your face. You, you can know your hand is there. You can't see a thing. It's just the total absence of light. And maybe you, you've tuned into this live stream today, and, and you're just, you're feeling a little bit, dim or like life is somewhat dark like our world might seem dark your world might seem dark maybe you're dealing with an illness right now maybe someone that you love and care about is is struggling with sickness and and it's it's 
causing life to feel somewhat dark. Or maybe, maybe you're watching this and you work in the medical field. You're a, a nurse, someone that's on the front lines of this battle that we're in. And, and you're just, you're feeling the weight of the, the longer hours and the extra shifts and, and maybe even just the emotional weight that comes with just caring for patients in this season. Or maybe you're tuning into this and, and you're an educator, you're a teacher, you're someone that, that works with kids and students, and your whole world has been flipped upside down by this crisis that we're in. Uh, in just a matter of days, you went from you know being in a classroom with students to it looks like a few weeks we're not going to be in class to it turned into a month to now it's e-learning for the rest of the school year. And just everything has been flipped upside down without much notice, without your input. Uh, or, or maybe you're just struggling because your employer has laid off or you're making less income than before or you're just uncertain of what the future holds with that or or maybe you're one of those parents that is dealing with the other side of the e-learning and just the the craziness and the frustrations and the chaos of that um, just there's just so many things and, and reasons maybe you're missing family missing loved ones that you can't be around because of different quarantine measures that are in place or maybe you're missing your church family and, and friends, I just want to say that life at times just feels dim and dark. And that's actually what the very beginning of existence was like. Dark. Just total darkness. And here's what it describes, the very beginning of the Bible, first couple verses of the Bible. Here's what it says. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So there's three descriptive words right there in the first two verses about what existence was like. It was formless, empty, and dark. And just, just imagine what, what this kind of existence would be like in, in just existing within this total formlessness, emptiness, and darkness. But Ever since the very beginning of time, God has been about bringing light into dark places. So here's what happened in verse 3. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. So first day of creation, God creates light. He says, let there be light. And I think it's so interesting. Like right off the bat, that's the first thing that is created before there's time, matter, materials, mammals, before anything else, God says, let there be light. Like there's something about light throughout the story of scripture. Let's skip a couple days in the creation story and let's go down to verse 14, go to day four of creation. And it's, it's, this is so interesting to me. On day four, it says, and God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night. And let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. And let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And what God does on day four is he creates the sun and the stars. And it says in verse 19, and there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. So day one of creation, God creates light. Day four, God creates lights, plural like all these different 
ways of illuminating and bringing light. Now, I, I watched some crazy nerdy videos about light, like things that you just shouldn't even know about light, and like I, I can't even explain without just looking like a total goofball. So I'm just gonna share one thing with you that I discovered from these videos on light and illumination. What science has discovered about light is that there is always a source for light. I know, just mind blown, right? There, there's always a source for light, meaning that if, if your eyes can, can sense any kind of visual image at all, even if you, like you're in your bedroom at night, the lights are out, but your pupils adjust and you can still see something, that means there's light somewhere that's, that's giving you the, uh, the ability to see. It might be a little bit of light coming up under the doorway from the hallway light, or it might be a little bit of the you know, sun reflecting on the moon that's shining in. But there, there's no light without a source for that light. And this is interesting because almost everything on planet Earth absorbs or reflects light. There's very few sources for light. I mean, you have fire, uh, lightning, uh, light bulbs, of course, the invention of that. And then in the cosmos, you have the sun and the stars. Pretty much everything else absorbs or reflects light. Now, here's what's so interesting about this. Like, before there's even a source like the sun and the stars to illuminate the, the universe, God creates light. Day one, God creates light. Before day four, there's any source for light, which could only mean one thing, that God is that source of light at the beginning of existence. Like again, the, the biblical story, the biblical narrative is all about a God that brings light to dark places and dark seasons and dark time frames and dark families and dark lives and dark situations. The biblical story is all about a God that brings hope to the dark. And later on in the story of scripture, this guy named John was inspired to write these words. God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. Now, just so you're aware, the darkness did return. And the reason for it coming back, the, the reason darkness entered back into the world was us. The result of day six of creation, we brought the darkness back. We did dark things. Uh, the first couple mentioned in the Bible, they lie to each other, stab each other in the back, break their relationship with God and each other. Next chapter, one of their sons brutally kills his brother. And, and then darkness just sweeps the earth like a plague. And you get to Genesis chapter six, you're just six chapters into the story and God is in this state of pain. Or some translations it says regret. And here's what it says, Genesis six, the Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth and his heart was deeply troubled. Earth had become so dark that the source of light itself had regretted creation. The God, the one that brought light to us was regretting that he'd made us. And, and that's why the experience of life feels so dark at times, because dark things happen in dark places. Divorce happens in dark places. Broken relationships, that happens in dark places. Addiction happens in dark places. Shattered dreams happen in dark places. Wounded hearts 
happen in dark places. Loss happens in dark places. Sickness, pandemics happen in dark places. But God didn't remain in his regret very long. He actually started speaking about a great light that was coming. And the way he would speak this to humanity is through prophets, men and women that would speak his message to the people. And one of those prophets was a guy named Isaiah that talked about this great light that was coming. And he says this in chapter 9, Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. Galilee of the Gentiles, like something or someone is coming from this place called Galilee that's going to be the great light, that's going to bring light back into the darkness. And in verse 2, it says that's going to do this. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. And friends, these words that were penned in 750 B.C., we're talking about a great light that would come from the town of Galilee named Jesus. The one that was coming to change everything. And Jesus came. Jesus came actually on Christmas. It seems like it's been forever ago, but just a few months ago, we celebrated the fact that Jesus, the great light, came. But after 33 years of Jesus shining light throughout the known world, Jesus died. The religious system of the day couldn't handle the illumination that he brought that was illuminating their pride and their hypocrisy. So they killed Jesus. Death by crucifixion, one of the most agonizing, excruciating ways to die. And while Jesus was being crucified, Matthew actually records that something happened during the crucifixion story that relates to our theme today. It says in Matthew 27, from noon until three in the afternoon, Darkness came over all the land. Friends, it doesn't get dark at three in the afternoon unless God tells it to get dark, unless something supernatural happens. And, and to me, it's almost like God, the source of light, turned off the light switch. And momentarily, it got dark again as Jesus died and his cold, lifeless body was put in a dark tomb. And Jesus was dead, but Jesus wasn't done because maybe you've heard the next chapter the rest of the story what we celebrate today it says in verse 1 of Matthew 28 after the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week as the light was rising up over the horizon and breaking through the horizon Jesus the light of the world was breaking through the darkness of this world and it says Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb the angel said to the women do not be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified he is not here he has risen at dawn on Sunday, first day of the week, as the sun is rising up over the horizon, Jesus, the Son of God, is rising out of the tomb and breaking the power of death and darkness. He is bringing hope to the dark. Did you know that Easter, the word Easter, it derives from the Latin phrase in albus, which is the plural form of alba, which means this, dawn. Easter means dawn. 
Easter brings a hope that there is nothing too dark for the light of Jesus to break through it. There, there is absolutely nothing, not even death itself, can stop the dawn from coming, stop Easter from coming. And I believe, friends, there is an Easter coming for this pandemic we're living in. There is a dawn on the other side of this darkness that is coming very soon. But here's the amazing hope. Your dawn can happen today. Like your own personal Easter can happen right now in a moment as you surrender your life to Jesus. And here's how Jesus described it. It says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you have the light that leads to life. Friends, that is a promise that is available right now, not on the other side of this crisis. It is right now where you can choose to, to follow Jesus with your life and you can have your own personal Easter, like dawn can come for the darkness of your life, whatever it may be. And man, aren't you sick of darkness? Like, I'm so sick of this underwhelming world that just often underdelivers on hope. Jesus is not like that. Jesus can change everything in your life, in your story, and bring hope to the darkness, whatever it may be, right now. You know, Easter is a really powerful day for our family, and this Easter specifically is really special because today marks the 20 year anniversary of my wife giving her life to Jesus and choosing to follow Jesus. It was Easter of 2000, where she accepted that sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross as part of her story. And she said, I wanna follow Jesus with my life. And, she, and that light illuminated the dark parts and changed everything for her. And not that everything was easy, but every moment of every second of every hour, she has hope now. And we celebrate that today as a family. And today, right now, can be your own personal dawn. Easter can happen for your story. And I'm going to just say a prayer for us. And I just challenge you right now, like those that are watching, maybe you need to accept Christ and for the very first time in your life, choose to follow Jesus with your life. Maybe today is like kind of a recommitment and you're, you're just tuning in for Easter and you didn't know what this was going to entail or what this was going to bring to light for you, but just something is happening and you want to take a step of faith right now. And it's, sim it's as simple as just telling God what's going on and just, just surrendering. So let's just pray together right now. God, I thank you so much for this amazing story that you've been writing since the beginning of time, that you are the hope in the dark. I pray that no matter what darkness individuals are feeling right now on the other side of this camera, that you, Holy Spirit, would just convict them and bring that light to them right now as they surrender to you, as they choose to become a Jesus follower and make your story part of their story. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus Christ. You are my one desire. Man, I'm believing, I've been praying that people all over our community, our state and beyond, were, were singing out those words, crying out those words, saying those words. And it was a step in your faith journey of saying, like what the lyrics say, you are everything, Jesus. I, I make my life about following you. You are my hope in the dark. 
I trust in you with my life. And, and maybe you just got real with God a little bit during that song, or maybe that continue, needs to continue to happen as we move forward in this Easter celebration. But uh, whenever we offer an opportunity for people to choose to follow Jesus with their life like we just did, we, we make it a celebration at Revolution, and we make it a bold step where we give an opportunity for people to stand in our physical auditorium to just say to everyone, the hundreds of people in the auditorium, like I'm choosing to follow Jesus and we got to do it a little, little bit different right now but we want to still offer that opportunity right now in this Easter service if, if you would like to take a bold step where we can celebrate with you as a church in this step you've taken if if today you decided to follow Jesus with your life or recommit your life to Jesus and, and you got real with God for the first time in a long time we want to celebrate with you so we want you to just make a short like three second video clip where it's just you saying I choose Jesus. That's it. Just a, a, cl a clip of you saying, I choose Jesus. If you want to elaborate, you can. You don't have to. But you and post that to whatever social media platform you want to that you're connected with in Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, what, whatever. And just and, and here's the here's the great thing. We can celebrate with you if you use the hashtag Hope in the Dark Revolution. We'll be able to scroll through those and see these videos. If you're a Jesus follower, but man, in this season, there's been some darkness in this season or some struggle in this season, but, but you just know Jesus is the hope in the dark. We, we want you to make a statement as well, a bold statement, and we want you to say, I still choose Jesus. Just a quick video, I still choose Jesus. No matter what the chaos or the darkness of this world may look like, Jesus is my hope in the dark. I choose Jesus. I still choose Jesus. So a quick video of you saying that, a bold video, and then put that hashtag hope in the dark revolution so we can celebrate with you. You can search that in the search engine so we can see these different posts and celebrate. And, and like I said, we make it a celebration at Revolution when people decide to take this step, man. It is a party. So the band's going to continue playing some, some music where we celebrate what Easter is all about, where we celebrate with the steps that you're taking right now. So wherever you're at, in your living room, your kitchen, maybe you're driving, I don't know. We want you to, if you're not driving, stand to your feet and, and just sing these lyrics out. If you're in the car, uh, sing out, bang on that steering wheel, and let's just celebrate together, friends.